and we'll be reading from Scripture. It's going to be a beautiful service. So if, you're, if, if your schedule allows it, we'd love for you to come. We'll be in, in and out uh, by 6 o'clock, uh, if I don't go long. Um, but, <laughs> but it'll be a great time, so we hope you would be back. A Christmas blessing. A Christmas blessing. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace. The word peace. We're all looking for peace. The whole world is currently looking for peace. And it seems like peace is one of those things that seems to uh, be elusive. It, it keeps escaping our grip. and It keeps escaping every place we look. We think we find peace and then we turn around and boom, it's gone. See, in the time of Jesus' birth, in the time of Jesus' birth, the people were having the uh, same uh, predicament. They were looking for peace. There was a lot of chaos that was happening, and they were looking for peace. We've been camping on this passage for the last three weeks, and if you missed out, I uh, would highly encourage you to check out our app. You can catch up on all of our messages on this series but Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 and 3, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nations and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Man, before I was, I was going to say this before I got started, but I, it kind of slipped my mind. But man, it is so exciting to have church as a whole family. Don't you agree? Having the kids with us. Man, I remember going to church and I used to sit with my parents. It was long. It was hot. I needed candy to make it through the service. And I was like, when is this going to end? And when is the preacher going to shut up? Right? It is cool to have us sit as a family. I heard that, I know for some of us, we're going to be like, mm, I don't have kids, why are all the kids here? It sounds kind of loud. The rest of you are going, man, my kids are being loud. What do I do? Is everyone thinking bad about me? Let me tell you, calm down. It's all good. I heard this statement the other day. Kids in our service, a beautiful mess. That's what Jesus wants, a beautiful mess. A family coming together and doing church as a family. So I just want to say, if you're lacking peace right now, it'll be all good. We've got it, okay? It's all good. So, where do you look to find peace? Where do you look to find peace? Does it satisfy you when you find it? If he, Jesus, is the Prince of Peace, then why are we lacking peace? 
Why do we constantly look for peace and we come empty-handed? The lack of peace, the lack of peace. Um, if we were being truly honest with ourselves this morning, many of us aren't wishing for new clothes, scooters, tech gadgets, whatever the coolest Christmas gift is today. If you're honest, if you're truly honest, looking across this room, man, all of you look so nice this morning, dressed up for Christmas. But if we were being truly honest, and if we were to truly take off the mask and the facade, and we were truly to examine our hearts, our Christmas list would look a little different. It might look like what you see on the screen this morning. Maybe your Christmas wish is that mom and dad get along, that a broken heart is mended, that reconciliation of broken relationships. Maybe it looks like getting out of debt and the heartache of that. Into the bickering at home. Maybe it's a prodigal child coming home to Christ. To be cancer-free or free of other health challenges that maybe we all have and struggle with. To not feel so lonely. To be happy, filled with peace and joy. The real list. The real list for Christmas. We long for peace between siblings, between our parents, between our friends on social media. We, we long for peace in our communities, in our world. We long for peace. We long for peace in our own chaotic heart. Our chaotic heart. Think of that. Just stop for a moment and ask yourself the question right now. How does my heart feel? How does my soul feel? Here's a thought to ponder. What causes that chaos in our hearts? The uneasy, unsettled, anxious, unhealthy feeling and the tension that we experience in our heart and in our soul. What causes that? I, I love watching this show on, on TV. I don't know how many of you have seen uh, the, uh, the Deadliest Catch. Any of you know what I'm talking about? Where they go out in, in the crazy ocean looking for lobsters. And man, it is crazy. That, that show just captivates me. I just keep watching it. Now, I don't think OSHA regulations kind of fall into play in those ships. I don't know. But, but what I've heard is that if you're on a, on a vessel like that, you've got to have a harness, and you've got to have tetherings that kind of uh, clip yourself to uh, a, a, a secure, uh, uh, secure thing on the ship so that when the ship kind of takes this turn because of the wind and the waves and the unexpected storms, that you don't get what? Tossed over, and man, that water has to be cold. 
I doubt you'll last in there for 30 seconds. But just imagine getting tossed over the boat because you didn't have your harness on, right? And so OSHA requires uh, a certain standard that you've got to, and I was reading through this, like it has to be like six feet. Every harness cannot be more than six feet. You have to have this special kind of clips on that cannot just come off. You've got to actually take it off. And it's like a whole process. And you've got to be harnessed to this thing that cannot be above a certain height so that you could be safe. And I think sometimes our souls need to be harnessed to something that keeps us secure. So if we were to do a deep dive into our hearts and our souls, we may find that the chaos and the tension in our hearts are caused by some of these items that we see on this list. We could ask the question, how did this list come into existence? How did we get to this point? What caused this mess? What caused this mess that is currently stealing my peace? It's a three-letter word. Sin. Sin. See, the presence of sin is the lack of peace. The presence of sin is a lack of peace. Think of the last time that you were in odds with someone. What happened to your peace? Maybe on the way here. Maybe you were running late. Maybe your wife didn't get the right coffee. Maybe your husband didn't ran a stop sign. I don't know what happened. Maybe the kids were screaming in the back. I don't know. Something. And you were like, oh, I wish I could have some peace right now. How many of you have been there? I have. Maybe it's just in my world. You guys all have perfect worlds, right? That's what I thought. Um, what caused that? What caused you to be in odds with that person that stole your peace? What, was it pride? Uh, was it anger? Was it just selfish needs, selfish ambitions that caused you to maybe get uh, wrong ways with that person that stole your peace? See, the absence of peace or lack of with others or even yourself begins with the sin effect. The sin effect. See, sin entered the world back in the garden. We see how sin entered back when uh, God created Adam and Eve. Uh, uh, sin was introduced into the world by the prince of this world, the devil, Satan. And why? Because sin separates us from God. Sin comes and he cuts the the safety harness or the tether that is connected to God and he separates us from God. So when the storms come, we don't have our safety harness. We don't have our source of peace because we are separated from God. He severs our relationship with the creator God, the source of life and the source of peace. See, the prince of this world has only one goal. And we've shared this in our previous series. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to steal, to steal, kill, and destroy the love that you have, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, the self-control, all of the things that come to us from the Spirit of God. He comes to steal them from us. And he starts by introducing sin that severs us from our Creator God. Why? 
He does this because you and I are creations of God. You and I are created in His own image. And you were created to be in a relationship with Him. You were created to exist with Him, not without Him. And, and so he knows that if you are with him, things are going to start moving in the right direction. So he finds a way to separate you from him. And so he introduces sin. And so the prince of peace stepped into the world. For to us a child is born. For to us a son is given. To be the source of peace. He has stepped into this world to be our source of peace. So we look at the sources of our peace. The triune God is the source of peace. The triune God is the source of peace. We talked about chaos in our hearts. The word chaos, I look it up in, in, in the Webster's Dictionary, a state of utter confusion, disorder, destruction, and they even use the word hell. Interesting. Chaos. Lack of peace. Chaos leads to the lack of peace. The opposite of chaos is order. Our God is a God of order and not chaos. When you look back at the creation story, we see how he brought about beauty and wonder out of nothingness. Darkness existed over the whole earth, and guess what brought God brought? There was chaos, and he brought order, he brought beauty, and he brought wonder when he created the earth. See, God the Father, let me, and I, I know this is going to be on your screen, but I want you to hear this. God the Father is, uh, is the presence of peace. He is peace. In the presence of our Father do we experience peace peace. Many of you have heard this scripture, but I want you to truly not just say, I've heard it, but I want you to let it kind of marinate and let it kind of speak to your heart. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, and it says, do not be anxious about anything. What are we anxious about this morning? What has told your peace? What is causing chaos? What is causing the struggle and the tension in there, in that heart, in your heart? It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, in every situation, no matter what, every situation, present your request to God. Go to the source, <laughs> the presence of peace. God, our Father, present your request to God. And the peace of God and the peace of God, the peace of God, not the peace of this world, but the peace of God will transcend all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Uh, it says, do not be anxious about anything but with every situation. That means there is going to be chaos. That means there is going to be brokenness. There is going to be uh, 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 things that come. There's going to be storms when you're in that ship. There's going to be a storm that comes. There's going to be winds that blow. There are things that are going to shift you from your foundation. But just if you are tethered to the God of this universe who created you, he said, come to me and I will give you my peace in the midst of the chaos 
a peace that passes all understanding, right? What the scripture talks about. It doesn't make sense in the human sense. It doesn't make sense from the world's standpoint. But from God's standpoint, it does because He gives you that peace. It is His peace. It's the presence of the Father. The peace of God. God's peace is the opposite to human anxiety. God's peace is the opposite to human anxiety. Maybe you're struggling with that this morning. And maybe... You need God in your life this morning. It comes to us when we call on God from hearts that are fully devoted to Christ, fully devoted to Him. It comes when we turn our eyes on Him. I remember the, 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 the hymn my, my grandma used to sing, Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in His wonderful face, and the things of this earth will surely grow dim as you turn your eyes upon Jesus, something like that. If I sing it, I, can, I don't want to sing it. You don't want me to sing it. I'll let the worship team do that. But turn your eyes on Jesus. Not on your problem. Not on your fears. Not on your anxiety. But the peace comes when you turn to the presence of peace, which is the God of our, uh, of our lives. It comes when we trust in Him. You've got to trust that this God is able to hold you in the midst of the chaos. When we bring our requests that are causing chaos in our lives. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, we have a source of peace if we trust and obey Him, if we are tethered to the God who is the presence of peace. But what do we tend to do? What do we tend to do? As human beings, we tend to find our worldly solutions that are so fleeting and lacking of peace. That lacks the peace that God gives. Since our source of peace that we discover is in our own limited understanding, we discover this peace based on just our mind and we try to find the answers in this world and, and we find temporary solutions to our chaos and, and then we wake up the next morning and we wonder, man, what happened to that peace? Let us look to the Father, the presence of peace. Secondly, God the Son, Jesus, <laughs> the Prince of Peace. The second part of the triune God, Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace because apart from His sacrifice on the cross, we would still, in our sin, be enemies of a holy God. We would still be enemies of a holy God. We would be separated from the God who gives us peace. We, our, our, our sin has tethered the line, uh, the harness that connects us to God. But Jesus came so that he can pay the price. The prince of peace stepped into uh, or stepped away from his royalty. We talked about that last week. From his throne, from his royalty, he stepped into a broken world, into our world. Why did he do that? To rescue his people from the grip of the prince of this world. To rescue us from the prince of this world, which is sin. See, the cross of Jesus was the bridge that God provided to lead us back to his peace. The bridge. Jesus, our prince of peace, removes the separation from God that our sin nature has created. 
See, the enemy wanted to separate us from the source of peace, so he, he, he wedged sin right in between us. And Jesus came to remove that and to reconnect us, to have access. Let me say that again, to have access. Each one of us has access. When we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we have access to the peace of God when we surrender to the Prince of Peace and give Him His rightful place on the throne of our hearts. What does Jesus do? He reconnects the tether. He reconnects the line. He rehooks us back to the Father. And He gives us access. He gives us the flow of His peace to start moving into our lives. The Prince of Peace stepped into this world for you, His bride. For us, the church, His bride, to rescue, to restore, and to create beauty. To rescue, to restore, and to create beauty out of ashes so that you may experience peace. The Prince of Peace became our payment for peace. He became our payment. He paid the price so that we can be reconnected to the source of peace and experience the peace. This Christmas could look different. This Christmas can have eternal implications. This Christmas does not have to end on December 25th. It can be the beginning of something beautiful where you get to experience the true peace, the true peace that transcends all understanding that comes from the Prince of Peace. Jesus said these words before he ascended into heaven. Here's what Jesus said. He came, he did the job, and then as he was leaving, here's what he said. In John chapter 14, verse 20, 27, I'm leaving you with a gift. <laughs> Do we like gifts for Christmas? Yeah. She says, yes, I do. Alea is like, give me a gift right now, right? I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. Nothing under that Christmas tree is going to come close to that. I guarantee you. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give, the gift I give, is a gift the world cannot give. Can't find it. You can't find it in this world. You don't, uh, so don't be troubled or afraid. He's got a gift for you. Why are you troubled this morning? Why are you lacking peace? Because we're looking for peace in all the wrong places and not going to the source, the Father. Lastly and thirdly, God the Holy Spirit is the producer of peace. He produces the peace inside of us. He, God has given us this gift for the Holy Spirit super, supercharges this peace. And that is how we go with the statement, a peace that passes all understanding. He works that peace out in our lives. John chapter 14 verses 25 and 26. Uh, all this I have spoken while still with you, says Jesus. He's talking to his disciples. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. 
So when we're in, the, in that chaos and that storm hits and that boat, the ship is rocking and you're looking at the storm, the Holy Spirit reminds you, hey, listen up, you're tethered to the Father. You have peace. Don't worry about that. That is just temporary. I've got you. I've got you in the palm of my hands. I will protect you. I will provide for you. I will bring healing in the midst of your, your doctors, whatever your doctor is telling you. Man, you have that uh, relationship that's starting to get rocky. Look to me. Let me help you. I'll walk you through that storm. I'll walk through the fire with you. I'll hold your hand. I'll stand right by you. The Holy Spirit is constantly reminding us of what God wants to do in us and what Jesus reminded us that He is our peace and He has given that to us. Galatians chapter 5, the fruits of the Spirit. I know many of you have heard this, but just a reminder, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in you or in our lives. He produces love. He produces joy. He produces peace. And you can see the rest on there. But He does produce that inside of us. He's the source. He's connecting us to what Jesus paid and what the Father gives us. He stays with us. He's here with us. He's here with you today as long as you have a relationship with the Father. To produce in us the peace that the Father gives that the Son bought for us. The Holy Spirit produces in us what the Father gives and the Son bought back for us, the Prince of Peace. This Christmas, all you have to do is receive. Receive. We long for peace. We all long for peace. Let's be honest. If we were truly to examine our hearts and our lives, we would say, man, I need peace in this one area. If you were to pull out a pen and a paper right now, and you don't have to do this, but I, I really want you to think about this. If you can write down one area that this morning you would love to see peace in, what would that look like? I want you to make a mental note. I want you to make a mental note right now. We long for peace. And sometimes at Christmas, we think we can find this peace through candlelit rooms, gathering with loved ones, doing neighborly acts of kindness. But let's not settle for that kind of peace that is temporary. While the season is still filled with beautiful ways to express peace, they all fall short of the true peace, the hope that we have in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, the tragic gap that separated us from God has to be bridged. And there's only one way. There's only one way. Jesus would have come to earth to live that Jesus came to the earth to our earth to live that perfect life to take our place he would have to bear that punishment for our rebelliousness and to endure the unthinkable the father's rejection Jesus it happened on that horrible 
ninth hour on the day of his crucifixion when Jesus in a loud voice cried out my God my God why have you forsaken me why have you forsaken me this was Jesus's most painful moment as he took on our sin as he took on our brokenness as he took on all of our faults and was separated from the father when he was separated from god this moment really was the epicenter of the christmas story it was why jesus came in the first place it was why the angels rejoiced at his coming because they knew what Jesus was going to do. He came to be our temporary separated son so that you and I could be eternally accepted children of God. So that we can accept, be accepted by the Father and receive the gift of peace. This morning, I want to give you the opportunity give you the opportunity to receive the true gift, the true gift of Christmas. To trade in all of the answers of the world, of the world, and all what you've been looking to, and to find the truth that comes from Jesus Christ. The truth. Maybe you've been to many Christmas services such as this, and maybe you've received the opportunity at all of those services and you walked away you walked away but this morning doesn't have to be that this morning could be different this morning could be a Christmas that you remember for the rest of your life because it can have life-altering change eternal implications this Christmas Jesus is bringing a gift for you. The question, are you ready to receive that gift? So if you'd stand with me at this time, there's no secret. I'm going to give you the opportunity to respond this morning. Respond to this God that loves you so much. Respond to a father that sent his son into this world as a child, as a son, that went to the cross for you and me to die on that cross so we can be restored back, so that we can be tethered back to the Father, to be in a beautiful relationship, to walk with Him, to do life with Him, to experience all the blessings that come from Him, to be protected by the canopy that He puts over us, and He says, hey, I will walk with you. I will be your wonderful counselor, your mighty God, your everlasting Father, and your Prince of Peace. So this morning, the invitation is offered. And so with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want to ask you the question this morning. Would you want to say yes to this Jesus? Would you want to maybe take this opportunity to invite him into your heart and say, Jesus, I want you to come into my heart and I want you to take residence in my life. I want you to forgive me of my sin. I want to surrender my life to you. 
I want to walk with you. I want to experience this peace that passes all understanding. I want the gift of Christmas this morning. Maybe you have never asked that, asked him into your heart. Or maybe you've done that a while back and you've kind of walked away. And this morning, maybe you want to recommit your life to Jesus Christ and you want to say, yeah, that's what I wanted. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, I just want to say, if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand right now just by saying, hey, that's me. Yes, thank you. You're telling Jesus, I want that in my life. You're not telling me that. You're telling Jesus, thank you. Yes. Anyone else? You want to commit your yes. Thank you. Anyone else? You want to commit your life to Jesus Christ this morning and say, yes, that's me. Yep, thank you. You can put your hands down. Anyone else? Yes, I see that hand. Thank you. Anyone else? Man, you are here this morning and you are saying, you know what? That's me. I want to give my life to Jesus this morning. I want to commit my life. I don't want to rush past this moment, but I also don't want to prolong it. But man, if you have this feeling in your heart, this heaviness in your heart, you may want to listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. He's whispering and He's calling you home. If that's you, I'm going to give you another few seconds to respond. Just lift your hand up and you can slide it back down. Hmm. I'm going to pray this prayer and you can just pray this if you raised your hand this morning or maybe you are thinking of recommitting your life you can pray this along with me as I pray this prayer Lord the weight of my sin would crush me if not for Jesus I have been choosing my own way I think I know I think I know better, but I need a Savior. Father, I thank you for seeking me out in my sin, even before I knew how to seek you. Heavenly Father, this morning, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Your word says, whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I am calling on you, Lord Jesus. I pray and ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart to be the Lord and Savior over my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer this morning, we want to celebrate with you. Can we just celebrate in God's house what He's doing in the hearts and lives of people? We want to walk this journey with you. In the front of your seat pocket, you will find a U card that you can pull out. And in there, you can put a, there's a spot for you to mark, give my life to Jesus Christ. And just put your name. Just drop that off at our Next Steps booth. And one of our pastors will be in contact with you. Because we just want to talk to you. We want to pray with you. We want to give you some resources. And we want to celebrate what God is doing in your life. Now, let me pray a blessing over you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance and give you his 
peace. Amen, amen. Hey, have a blessed Christmas. If you can make it this evening, we'd love to have you this evening. God bless you.